0: I'm Mike Tucker.
1: And I'm Elizabeth Talbot.
0: You have told us a little bit about your grandmother in the past and what a a, a wonderful inspiration she's been to you. And I know that recently you went to Argentina for her 95th birthday. Yes. And there you learned something from her again.
1: Yes, I constantly learn from her. And this time um, it was very interesting because... She had prepared a farewell speech um, for her birthday, and nobody knew that. Wow. So when I got to Argentina...
0: I guess when you're 95, you got the right to do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, Yes, and actually, this was quite a celebration because she mm-hmm. saw up in years, you know. So yeah. people came from many different countries, actually, you know, uh, people that are related to her. And I was the person that was going to MC this birthday. Right. And um, she came to me a few days before the actual celebration, and she said, I have written this. I want you to read it, but don't show it to anyone anybody else. i not show it to your mom or to any of your aunts mm. because they're not going to want me to do this. Hmm. But I have this need to do a farewell speech. Wow. And so she had uh, written it all down. It was so beautiful. And I realized the holiness of the moment. I realized right. this was a sacred moment for her. And it was beautiful. And when she delivered it, I can tell you there was not one dry eye in the whole place. I would imagine. Except hers. <laughs> you know, uh, she was in such peace. Um, she said, well, you know, God has given me this lengthy life, and I'm so thankful. She asked everybody for forgiveness if she had offended them in something. Oh, wow. And then she said, I don't know if we're all going to be able to see each other again on this earth, she said. You know, I, I'm 95. I don't mm-hmm. know when I'm going to die. She says, but I'm going to make a date with you so that the first Sabbath in heaven we all meet by the tree of life. How exciting. And her serenity and her peace of uh, facing what could possibly be her death was incredibly inspiring to me.
0: Isn't that beautiful? I, and again, to be able to face the, the, the specter of your own death. And at 95, that's something that you think about from time to time. Mm-hmm. It's been my experience in speaking to people who are in their in their 80s and 90s. At times, they will think about this and certainly make plans for it. My father-in-law did that. And to be able to face it with, with such peace and serenity, that comes from having lived a life of peace and serenity.
1: Yes, and this is exactly what Paul says. You know, Paul is about to go back to Jerusalem, but somehow uh, the Spirit of God has witnessed to him that he will find some trouble and that there is some uncertainty in his future and possibly death. And so he is going to give his farewell speech to the elders of Ephesus. Now, he's not in Ephesus. He's in a little town called Miletus, which is a few miles south of Ephesus. Mm-hmm. And he calls the elders there and he starts telling them from the first day that he put his uh, foot in Asia how God has been with him, how he has accomplished his task, and that now he's going to face some uncertainty, but that he knows for sure he will never see them again. And this is a yeah. difficult speech.
0: And they loved him. They loved Paul, because Paul had introduced them to the one who loves them more than anyone else, and that is Jesus Christ. He had shared with them the way of salvation. And they, their lives were changed. Their lives were different. And so they felt that they owed a great deal to this man. And now to have him tell them, I'm never going to see you again. Hmm. Uh, and But to face his own uncertain future, with peace and serenity was, again, a real testimony to all those who were in attendance.
1: And I think it's very important for us to read this because I am aware that many people that are listening to us might be facing either death because of a terminal disease or or some uncertain future because they lost their jobs or they don't know. I mean, people are getting desperate nowadays, Mm -hmm. and and this is a wonderful example of how you can face an uncertain future because you are in God's hands and you're going to just trust that he will guide you.
0: Well, let's pick it up in the middle of verse 18. You yourselves know from the first day that I set foot in Asia how I was with you the whole time, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials which came upon me through the plots of the Jews, how I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you publicly and from house to house, solemnly testifying uh, to both Jews and Greeks of repentance toward God and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ.
1: And then he says, and now behold, Bound in spirit, I am on my way to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. Somehow he already Mm -hmm. knows this, except that the Holy Spirit solemnly testifies to me in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions await me. But I do not consider my life of any account as dear to myself, so that I may finish my course and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify solemnly of the gospel of the grace of God. And now, behold, I know that all of you among whom I I went about preaching the kingdom. Will no longer see my face. Yeah. This is a farewell speech, and you can see how they respond on verse thirty-seven of, of the same chapter. Because they all started weeping. Do you have yeah. it?
0: Verse 37, it says, And they began to weep aloud and embrace Paul, and repeatedly kissed him, grieving especially over the word which he had spoken, that they would not see his face again. And they were accompanying him to the ship. So as, the, as he's walking away from them, they're hanging on to him, they're kissing him, they're weeping as they say their goodbyes, because they realize that on the face of this earth they will not see him again.
1: Yes, and, and still Paul is able to deliver this speech saying, you know, I am finishing what God has given me to do. I'm in God's hands. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting because, as we told you before, the book of Acts uh, creates a deliberate uh, parallelism between the apostles and the church and Jesus. And
0: Jesus yeah. Now,
1: Jesus had also given a farewell speech in the Gospel of John. Do you remember? Yeah, John
0: chapter 14, verses 1 through 3 says, Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. And if if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And I, as I read this, I imagine the disciples as troubled. children yeah, as children, listening to their parents saying, we're going to go away now. And maybe the questions that they have are, are some of the same questions that the disciples asked. Where are you going? Yeah. Can we come too? Yes. When are you coming back? Yes, absolutely. And, and Jesus is telling them, I'm going away. I'm making a place for you, but I'm coming back.
1: Yes, you know, chapter 13 of John, where Jesus washes his disciples' feet, he's already telling them that he's going to go away. And they become extremely troubled. And we have a a whole discourse of Jesus, chapter 14, all the way to chapter Mm -hmm. uh, 17 of the Gospel of John, where he tries to explain to them that, yes, it's true, they're not going to see him anymore, but he will send the Holy Spirit who will comfort them during this absence so that they know that they're not really alone, that they can actually have comfort in the middle of their uncertainty.
0: You know, that ability to face an uncertain future with confidence and peace is something that is a rare gift from God. It isn't something that we can conjure up on our own accord. Because there are people listening to our voices today, Elizabeth, that you know and I know are facing uncertainty, whether it be financial or relational uncertainty or maybe their own health. They they realize that death is a possibility for them. And as they're listening to this, they're wondering, how do you face all of this with peace? I have seen people, as have you with your grandmother. My father-in-law was a man who died one week before his 93rd birthday. And he said his goodbyes to the family, and the family gathered around him on the day he died. And we Mm. held his hand and sang songs to him. Prayed with him as he was in and out of consciousness, and he would wake up and speak to us, and then Mm. finally he just fell asleep, and that was in. But he faced this with confidence. Uh, He faced his death with confidence and with serenity, because that's how he had lived. He had lived trusting in Jesus and knowing that his future was secure in the Master.
1: You know, this word serenity has become uh, one of my favorite words because I went through a very difficult trial in, in my own life, and I had a little cartoon in front of me at all times. It was this this little man, uh, a cartoonish man, and around him was this huge storm. There were uh, cars upside down and things flying, and he was in total peace with his hands put together praying. Mm-hmm. And um, the sentence that I always had was, serenity is not the absence of trouble, but the presence of Christ and for me this became a definition of what I was seeking, this serenity that no matter what I was facing or what whether it was death or whether it was a trial or whether it was simply uncertainty of the future, that the presence of God in my life and the fact that my life was in His hands would give me this inner strength, this inner peace that nobody could take away
0: from yeah. me. You know, no matter where you live in the world today, you're facing some sort of upheaval and strife. That's true in the United States. It's true throughout uh, all of the world because there are wars raging around, there's uncertainty, there's political and economic uncertainty, and then we haven't even talked about any personal uncertainty that you might have. Hmm. But my encouragement to you is find the serenity that comes from knowing Jesus Christ and trusting him with your future. You don't know the future, but you know the one who holds it, and that is Jesus.
1: As you have, Mike, I have also visited people in the hospital that are dying, facing death. And most people ask for Psalm 23. A lot of people know Psalm 23, and this is a a very beautiful and comforting uh, Psalm. Uh, And actually David is talking in third person about God, all the way to verse 3. But then when he starts talking about, I will walk through the valley of the shadow of death without yeah. fear, then he turns to God directly on the second person says, mm-hmm. because you are with me. Why don't we read
0: it? Yeah, verse 4 says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me.
1: So if you are in that situation where you are facing the valley of the shadow of death, if you are facing an uncertain future, if you uh, somehow have a feeling that this is it for you, uh, we want to tell you that there is a way to go through this uncertain time with absolute peace and serenity, and that is trusting that your life is in God's hands, and whether you live or die, you are not to feel fear.
0: I don't know what the outcome of the turmoil in your life will be. I'm not that smart, I can't tell you. But I know that Jesus knows, and Jesus understands the pain that you are experiencing right now. And he has promised you that he will hold your hand, he will uplift you, and he will take you through this valley. He will walk you through to the other side. Will it be disastrous? At times it may be. But he is with you, and he will give you eternity. He has promised to give you peace and strength for this crisis.
1: Yes, God has promised that those that believe in Him will have peace. He has told us in Isaiah 26, verse 3, The steadfast of mine you will keep in perfect peace, because He trusts in you.
0: Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash jesus101institute and follow us on Twitter at jesus101media. Until next time, live free.